1: David, uh, we have a very special guest who's going to lead off the uh, program today. Uh, on the line, and I suppose we should go to the man of the hour, the man of the day, the man of the week, the man of the year, uh, the one, the only, the inimitable Carl Paladino. Carl, thanks for joining us. Hi, fellas. How are we doing? Best day of our lives, but the biggest question is, how are you doing, Mr. Paladino?
2: Well, I think we did very well in the in the hearing and. Uh... Uh, my attorney Dennis Fackel, he was he was just amazing this morning. He did a, he did the closing and and uh, he very clearly brought all the evidence uh, uh, in uh, a logical order uh, to illustrate that the issues in this hearing are a lot deeper than than the surface of uh, me making disclosures from a. A confidential session.
1: I think we all know them, but in Carl Palladino's mind, tell us what the deeper issues are. And this is something, Carl, that I consider to be almost a freedom of speech case.
2: Well, uh, let me start by saying uh, Commissioner Ilya gave us uh, great latitude and, and really conducted a, a very good hearing, allowing us the uh, ability to explain in the in particulars the scheme that was put together uh between uh, uh phil rumar uh, and the teachers union uh and uh the majority members of the board all of whom were uh, supported by phil rumar in the election of may of 2015 or 16. <clears throat> in the election uh, uh the uh, majorities uh, flipped from the, uh, I'll, I'll say, the status quo, uh, the anti-status quo people uh, to the status quo people. And uh, that was part of, of Phil Rumor's grand plan. Uh, obviously, he spent a lot of money, and uh, 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 Teresa Figgs, when she testified, uh, was clear to say uh, that uh, she had a great deal of support uh, both in uh, <clears throat> uh, people, resource, and in money, uh, from the from at the New York State United Teachers, uh, as did the others uh, uh, who composed the majority. Uh, that support was important for Rumor's scheme. Uh, back in 2015, uh, uh, we had considered everybody wants the teachers contract settled uh, we considered hiring a pro a uh, professional negotiator an attorney his name was uh, uh, Terry Terrence O'Neill uh, to represent us and represent the board in negotiations with rumor uh, you know personally I'd watched rumor over 36 years uh, he's a he's a brilliant negotiator and he's a very Good tactician, and he's a schemer, and uh, and uh, uh, you know his his objective was to satisfy his need to uh, uh, do right by, or what he thought was right by, the teachers. Uh, it, it never had anything to really do with the kids and making sure that the kids were uh, uh, taken care of and given a fair opportunity for an education. So. We recognized that need, and we hired uh, Terry O'Neill while Ogilvy was superintendent. <clears throat> uh, and basically, that's when uh, uh, Phil Rumor's plan began, because uh, he took it from that uh, and uh, did everything he could to frustrate the efforts of Terry O'Neill uh, and uh, not come to the table. Uh, even on a number of occasions, uh, planning a meeting, and then uh, at the last minute after O'Neill drove in from Syracuse, uh, telling them that he had to adjourn the meeting. Uh, He did that 10 or 12 times, and uh, as a result, uh, uh, O'Neill was somewhat frustrated. Uh, There was also an issue that involved uh, a PERB ruling uh, concerning the uh, fact that O'Neill was putting – new uh issues onto the table to discuss uh, uh rather than the old issues from uh, uh 13 years ago uh that uh uh with time uh those issues had changed and the ability to to uh, uh to function uh the ability for the school district to function changed in many many ways so uh but uh as is the case with most uh attempts to change the status quo, the PERB officer ruled against us, uh, and we we knew that we would have success on appealing that order, uh, uh, but it would obviously take some time to do it. In any event, uh, the rumor scheme then was to uh, uh, now, uh, by way of Mrs. Nevergold and Sharon Cotman, uh, complain, have them complain at every meeting about the legal bills that we were paying to uh, Mr. O'Neill, uh, which in the context of a $1.5 billion contract were negligible amounts of money. Uh, but nevertheless, they, they filed these complaints. Then in May of 2016, when they won the majority, everybody knew that Barbara Nevergold was going to be the new president of the board. And it's pretty obvious at that point that uh, Nevergold or somebody else from uh, uh, the board went to Kreiner Cash and said, look, Kreiner, this man hasn't made any progress. We paid him a ton of money. Uh, You're much smarter than he is. Uh, You can handle this contract negotiation. You go right in there and you handle it and fire this attorney. We don't need him. So without consulting with the entire board, Kreiner Cash fired uh, Terrence O'Neill. And then became the chief negotiator for the district in the uh, in the contract negotiations, thinking, you know, uh, I mean, thinking very honestly in his own mind, I'm sure, that he could take on Phil Ramore. Well, uh, we knew that he couldn't take on Phil Ramore, and it, uh, we were shocked when we saw that he had fired the attorney. And uh, uh, we we then became very alert to uh, everything that was happening with that contract negotiation.
0: We're speaking with uh, Carl Palladino. Today was the final day of a removal hearing uh, that took place in Albany. And and Carl, i got to tell you, this wasn't exactly... I don't think we're familiar with this sort of thing before. I don't think many people have seen this process. And the power that this commissioner, Mary Ellen uh, Ilya has... There was a it it seemed that Frank Miller, who was the school board attorney, his agenda was to just rile you up uh, to get you to lose your composure. And at towards the end of the uh, of the cross, it it appears that the commissioner basically said to the attorney, hey, listen, you ask your question. Let Mr. Palladino answer. Uh,
2: Yeah, his tactics were somewhat of a fumbler, in my opinion uh he uh, uh he, he bounced around i challenged him in many cases about many of the questions he was asking and uh uh what he was advocating was was simply that uh uh the reason uh that i was trying to expose the uh, uh the the discussion about the contract negotiations Uh, In executive session that my reasoning was personal because it has to be there has to be a personal gain. And my reason was personal. And I mean, in fact, my reason was to expose that the fact that not only did Kreiner Cash exceed his authority given by the board in a prior meeting uh, of. $10 $10 million additional to be added to the 65, uh, to give a total of $75 million on the contract. He exceeded that, uh, by, uh, roughly double by when, when he went up to $138 million. He gave an additional $70 million of taxpayer money and, and so, uh, disabled the district that, uh, the numbers just came out a couple of weeks ago on the four-year plan. Uh, not only will the district use every nickel of its unrestricted surplus over the next three years, but also that uh, the district will have, uh, uh, over that three-year period, a $54 million deficit, number one. Number two, be unable to uh, further its plans... To lower class sizes to 18 as, as, uh, we have so, so strongly tried to do. Uh, number three, uh, uh, not allow for, uh, Kreiner Cash is actually drafted by, uh, Larry Quinn, uh, the, that, uh, uh, plan, uh, that he put into play in the, when he first came, uh, to do many different things, okay, in making the district better. Uh, and, uh, uh not, uh, also, and probably most importantly, uh, uh, he wouldn't have any money to use in negotiations with the other six unions who uh, want to negotiate their contracts. Uh, so, I mean, he he recklessly and carelessly uh, entered into that deal because he admitted on the stand that he was told, make the deal, make the contract, you, you settle the contract and we'll get it voted in we'll ratify it whatever it is uh that was how weak he was obviously telling us in the meeting that uh he was worried about a strike that might that might hurt the district okay and uh, cause a lot of chaos and and arguing with me on whether that should be a consideration and and what kind of deal he comes up with
1: we're talking with Carl Palladino on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly and Bellavia. Carl, um, I think our listeners are familiar with the beyond a reasonable doubt standard for criminal situations and the uh, preponderance of evidence standard for civil cases. W- what is the standard that uh, you had to meet in order to not be thrown off of the Board of Education? What are we talking about? You had to convince how many people?
2: Yeah, you, you're going to have to uh, t- talk to Dennis about uh, explaining what that actual standard is as has been set by prior commissioners in prior uh, matters of this nature. Uh, that, that standard of proof, it's not the preponderance of the evidence. It's, uh, it's a greater standard than that.
0: Uh, and, and so many people uh, speaking with Carl Palladino, today was the final day uh, of, a, of a hearing. Their intent is to remove Mr. Palladino. From uh, the school board, uh, by the way, he's not assigned to a school board. There's an election. Uh, citizens vote. This is trying to overturn an election. Now, m- many people on the streets that you talk to will think, well, this hearing is about the art voice column. This hearing has nothing to do with the art voice column. It really comes down to whether or not uh, the the uh, what is it Phil rumor claimed that a a, a copy of a contract went on. Your website that was supposed to stay secret, but this same contract showed up on his website, did it not? Uh,
2: there was an issue over prior disclosure and the fact that, uh, our, and the question of whether uh, the uh, contents, or whether the board on, on October 17th had to go into executive session. Uh, because of the confidentiality of the negotiation at that point, which had been concluded, okay uh, uh, Rumor had argued or rumor and, and the board had argued that uh, it had to be kept confidential because it hadn't been disclosed prior when in fact it was the BTF that it disclosed all the terms the prior, uh, the prior day on Saturday the, the 14th they, or, or the 15th, they disclosed everything on their website. Right was already public knowledge, and to say then afterwards that I had no business, or excuse me, that uh, they they could go into and deliberate in executive session was a misnomer. Uh, that was wrong. But let me just finish that thought about the uh, 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 what what uh, Frank Miller was arguing today. He he actually felt that my comments about about uh, uh, Kreiner Cash. Uh, being in a panic mode and uh, about Kriner Cash exceeding the authority that had been given to him, that those things should have been kept confidential and that the board wanted that stuff kept confidential. And, and uh, thanks to uh, Mrs. Elia, we were able to bring in the testimony that of course that stuff, that, w- that was, that was very incompetent judgment on his part. If, if we have a superintendent that's panicking over over a potential strike, negotiating a contract. We certainly don't want that superintendent negotiating a contract for us in the future. And, and, and uh, Miller was trying to make an argument that, uh, uh, oh, yes, uh, because it would hurt future negotiations with other unions, which is absolutely nonsensical, and I told him that.
1: You know, Carl, I, I disagree with David on this one, because I believe everything you've gone through was, in fact, based on what you told Art Voice uh, I, I think that a- after the whole art voice thing happened, I think they were just looking for some reasonably plausible excuse to drag you on the carpet and make you go to Albany. Um, well, am, am I right? Am I wrong?
2: That's exactly what our case was. Is to uh, We illustrated clearly that uh, my very wrong words on December 23rd in that uh, first art voice uh, 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 were the actual intent, uh, and, uh, in their own words, because this was testified to by them, uh, uh by actually we showed them a clip of, uh, Sharon Cotton making the statement in an open board meeting that if we can't get them on this, we'll get them on that. And, uh, and so, I mean, the the reality was, that they were out to get me one way or another. Right. Uh, they, they chose to make to exaggerate uh, in the community the impact of my bad words. And I fully apologized and I fully admit to, and take responsibility for those words. Uh, but uh, they, wanted, they wanted to take that and get me off the board for other reasons. And the other reasons are basically that I'm there to uh, in an adversarial position to, uh, uh, to take on various issues to expose the the incompetence and the chicanery and the corruption of things like Seminelli, you know, irresponsibly and, and uh, for no explained reason, uh, failing to account for over a half a billion dollars in joint school construction money. No, I mean that I view as my function. Uh, They don't, they don't like it. They don't like to be exposed. uh, And, uh, uh, for that reason, they went after me on that uh, on the December 23rd protected uh, words that I, I I rendered.
1: Hey, hey, Carl, are you able to stay with us for uh, ten minutes before we get back to the interview, or do we have a set time? Do you have like five more minutes to talk to us? I want to know what your schedule is. Uh, can can you wait, or do you need to leave here by three thirty? Uh, you're I'm fine with time. Our guest, and guys, you're going to have to lock in the phones in the control room. Our guest is Carl Paladino, and uh, Carl is actually going to take some telephone calls from you guys. 803-0930, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. That's 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, Carl, I know Dave has got a ton of questions for you as well, but uh, my question is uh, your response to the that feeling of many people including myself that on a local level you're getting the same kind of media coverage and the same kind of uh, disrespect as president trump is receiving on the national level have you thought at all about that or is that just the outsider's uninformed view
2: well it's the whatever you want to call it uninformed fake news it's uh it's, it's obviously outrageous and it's very difficult for my family and uh uh I mean, it's consistent. Uh, they, they come and they march, and they're anti, they're anti-everything, and it just so happens that uh, uh, if, if we're having a board meeting, they show up and they're anti-meet. So, uh, yes, yeah, so, it's so been going on and on and on, and I think, I think what we've illustrated to the community at large uh, in this hearing uh, will uh, uh, help dissipate that nonsense of uh, <clears throat> these activists. I would hope so.
0: You know, Carl, uh, one of the things that uh, I just want to reiterate, you know, I, no doubts that the reason the politics behind this is that, you know, this is about our voice. But legally, those guys couldn't go after you uh, because of what you said, uh, because of, of your First Amendment, right? What are the chances? How many of these... Uh, sort of uh, executive sessions, things that were that came out of that. How many has this commissioner uh, adjudicated over the years? Uh, this must be a common occurrence if it's worthy of such a, uh, a three-day hearing, right? Uh,
2: I, I know she's uh, the not not this commissioner, but other commissioners have have had similar uh, uh, complaints brought against board members and in, i believe in most cases uh, uh they have not removed
0: so if, if the art voice thing doesn't happen are you in albany today
2: uh i actually i'm in uh probably uh just outside of the pew right now on our way home
0: right but i'm saying you wouldn't have <laughs> to you wouldn't have had to endure this if this was if, if the art thing art voice thing never happened is that what you believe
2: uh They've been talking about getting me off the board for a long time. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: You know, they they finally found uh, what they thought was a reason. Uh, That reason doesn't didn't work because it's protected speech, even though it's it was bad speech by me. Uh, uh, It is protected. So they they went and they found something else. And and, then as 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 vocalized so clearly by Sharon Cotman in one of our board meetings, she says, if we can't get them on this, we'll get them on that. OK, in other words, they're gunning for me and they don't want me around because I'm the guy that that uh, fights them on, on, uh, on their misconduct, on their incompetence, on the on the uh, the bad decision making and the attempts to cover things up that shouldn't be covered up. I mean, just as just as Mr. Miller said, uh, he basically said in his summary today, OK, that that uh, 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 my discussion about the the uh, panic of, of uh, uh, Kreiner Cash and, and the fact that he went way outside of his authority in negotiating the contract, that that should, be, should have been protected as confidential, confidential, and that will be harmful to future negotiations that uh, Kreiner Cash will be having. And I believe just the opposite of that. I believe the people have a right to know, and that's why I was elected, was to expose this nonsense. Okay, and for them to keep it quiet, the people won't be able to form good judgments about whether their representatives are representing them, whether our superintendent is competent to, to negotiate another contract, uh, uh, and whether whether or not uh, uh, this 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 uh, idea that the uh, uh, teachers' contract was good for the people. Uh, that's. That, those are things that should have to be exposed.
1: So, Carl, as far as your legal representation for this witch hunt, uh, I, I don't know how specific you want to be, but uh, is it in the neighborhood of a hundred thousand bucks out of your pocket?
2: Uh, it's a. It's- the question i prefer not to answer
1: all right understood uh let's take some telephone calls for uh, carl paladino on news radio 930 wbn we'll start off with line two and this is chris in buffalo chris you're on bowerly in bellavia with carl paladino welcome
3: well welcome thank you for having me on um i'm really calling in to say a few nice things about carl that i know about and um uh, i appreciate the time and i will certainly take any questions that you'd like to ask me um I just want to tell a nice little story about Carl. I I moved into South Buffalo approximately 30 years ago. And for some some reason, years ago, I always wanted to meet that man. And I had the opportunity to meet him a couple years ago. And how I met him was a few years before that, I met his son, Bill. And Bill says, just approach him. He's a very approachable guy. And I was not hesitant, but I just never had the opportunity. So one day I made it my choice. To get to see him. And what I, how I did that was I, I actually crashed at his Christmas party at the um, Elkett Square building with about 300 employees. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I met my objective. I'll give you the quick version of the story. I reached out to him at that, at that place. The guy gave me a hug. He says, who are, you, we're here, who are you here with? I said, I'm here by myself. He says, you know what? You're a good man. You're sitting with me at my table with my family. I said, you've got to be kidding me. I said to myself, Carl, I can't do it. I have a family at home with three kids. They're waiting for me. I just had to meet you. I had some great words with him. I got a nice picture with him and his family. Um, A year or two later, I actually had lunch with him. I don't like to not go to lunch without paying myself. It's probably one of the few times I ever got a free lunch, but uh, it was a nice thing to get. And uh, it was over a hamburger. And just a nice guy. And it's a guy that cares. Carl's a guy that really, really cares in my book. Um, I'm no perfectionist. Uh, There's things that, uh, you know, uh, that Carl gets under people's skin. But you know what? He's doing the right thing for the kids. That's what really hits home with me as a kid. He's trying to help this community, trying to help the school system. I'm not a politician. I don't practice politics. Uh, I just like to deal with people that are truthful and they're trying to help people out. I try to do that in my life.
1: All right, Chris, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Carl, um, as far as your uh, productiveness in terms of helping the kids in the Buffalo schools, uh, what impact do you think you've had?
2: Well, I think I've, I've slowed down the chicanery and, and uh, we've corrected some of the incompetence. Uh, I, I think I've, I've blown up things like the simonelli case i've i've uh, blown up some things that are uh were nonsensical or foolish expenditures uh, uh i've i've I, th- I believe assisted in in their purchasing uh by my commentary on how they should go about taking bids and and uh, uh making sure that they're following proper procedures uh I, I think I've done quite a bit to impact it, but it's like pushing a boulder up a hill. It's very, very frustrating. Uh, it's such an embedded uh, dysfunction. Uh, I mean, they they don't want to even talk negative in any sense about the dysfunctionality of the schools. Right now, our proficiency in math and English is in the low teens, like 12 and 13% uh, overall. But when you take out the criteria schools, such as City Honors and Olmstead and, and Hutch Tech and Da Vinci, and you take them out of the equation, our proficiency in the other the other 50, 50 or 52 uh, uh, schools is down in the low single digits. We had a school number 37, the Futures Academy, where uh, last year, before Tanya Williams was relocated to another school, The proficiency in in, uh, uh, English was like 2.5%, and the proficiency in math was zero. I mean, meaning under state standards, uh, only 2.5% of the kids met state standards in English, and none of the kids met state standards in math. I mean, it's, it's... Those are the shocking
0: truths. And, and, you know, you never, ever hear any statistics. If if someone is dedicated to education and improving it, you would expect, all I've heard is that the school board is trying to get rid of Carl Palladino. What are you doing for the kids? What are you doing for schools? Here's the thing I have to ask you. Uh, If this this thing works out the way it should, you go back to the school board. How do you work with people that hate you with such a passion? How do you even do you even talk to each other based on I mean, some things have been said during this entire episode that I really find difficult for any honorable person to walk back. Some things have been said about your character that I really you've got to be careful when you make a statement like that about a man, especially when someone that you consider to be a colleague, uh, someone that you're supposed to respect. You know, on the school board, how do you go back to that and work with these people uh, after all these things that have been said?
2: Well, after almost you know almost four years of this, I I I sit there and I say this this challenge is just unbelievable. Trying to trying to right the ship, trying to straighten it out, trying to fix the boilers and make things work uh, uh, it's a real challenge. Uh, I believe that that there couldn't have been a better decision made by Commissioner Elia than to have these hearings because she got an earful. She heard about the incompetence and the dysfunction. She heard, she heard about the difficulty and she's witnessed how difficult these people are and, and, uh, how, how, uh, tone deaf they are to reality and to doing the right thing. Uh, she heard that. And I believe at some point that I'm, personally going to ask her uh, to disband the Buffalo School Board and get rid of the superintendent and appoint a new master to come in here, a, a professional master to come in and straighten this dysfunction out.
1: Well, we obviously wow. we obviously want to follow up on that. <laughs> We're on the air live with Carl Palladino on his way back from Albany. I suspect he's uh, somewhere to the west of Depew by now, but uh, Carl, you made a, a statement earlier about uh, wanting basically outside oversight and control over the Buffalo Board of Education and Buffalo schools, if I heard you correctly.
2: Well, I mean, obviously the future is the future. Who knows what it holds. Uh, You know, when I go back on the board, if if I'm not removed from the board, uh, uh, I will be the same guy I've always been, and I'll do the same things I've always done. I mean, it's... uh, 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 it's a challenge and uh, I find it very challenging. And I, I, I think, I think that it's something I can do that maybe some others can't. And, and that's all right with me. And I, uh, uh, we'll do the best we can for the kids of the city of Buffalo.
0: So call, you're saying that you're going to uh, go back, uh, this thing, we're looking at a couple of weeks before we get an adjudication, uh, a decision. Uh, but if, if things go your way, you're basically saying that the system as it exists right now must be broken up, or we're not going to get any progress. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, my present viewpoint is uh, it's it's virtually impossible to push this boulder up the hill. In other words, to uh, to accomplish uh, the goal of turning this thing, uh, you know, when you run into something like we, they just we don't have any money anymore. Okay, because we gave it all all away to the teachers. We don't have any money to enact the programs that we've been working on for the last couple of years, okay, that would be good for the system. We know that lower class sizes is so important, but we're not going to be able to lower class sizes. We'll probably have to increase class sizes because, because Kreiner and the board gave the farm away to the teachers. We don't have the money to pay for these things.
0: I mean, look, that's, uh, we're, at, we're at the, we spent more time you know, chasing this uh, this squirrel of of trying to find out what was said in in executive session, what is incidental, what's a comment. I mean, look, a lot of things are said in executive session, like I'd like a sandwich. If that is released out of executive session, is that pertinent to why you held an executive session? I mean, that's, to me...
2: Executive sessions have been abused, as they were on October uh, uh, 17, when when they... uh, uh uh, uh, gave the uh, excuse me when when they passed the uh, and ratified the teachers contract the most important thing that we were going to do on that board during our entire terms okay was negotiate and ratify a contract with the teachers a 1.5 billion dollar contract okay and and uh and and they they spent two hours in executive session quoting their discussions, okay, which should have been open to the public, so the public could see uh, the incompetence of the board members as they discussed it. And 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 there's no way that the that at least three or four members on that board uh, were totally fluent in in the questions of uh, uh, the finance, the financial impact of that contract on our our revenues and on our budget. Uh, Then they come back into public session for 15 minutes. They let Larry and I ask a couple of questions. And then they. How disrespectful of the people is that. That is, I mean, that is beyond irresponsibility. That is beyond incompetence. Okay. And to me, it appears as though it was part of a corrupt plan. Okay. And that plan was to pay back Phil Rumor. For his support for them to get elected on the board, and that's how small thinking these people are
0: well, if you thought Carl Paladino was backing down uh you <laughs> you are absolutely misguided, my friends. this is a double down to the tenth power, and uh it's a guy who is uh, who's fearless this is what he's he's gonna speak truth to power, and if you don't like it you know, get out of the way
1: now speaking truth to power only works one way in this country without politically uh, correct uh, ramifications coming down baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand